Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Werewolves. Surfboards. Ben Stiller's father. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology Monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss with me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. If it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose, how are you both doing this evening? Terrific. Guys, oh, what an episode we have this Uh, week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thrill and a chill. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. For giving us a chance, what we do around here is we watch anthology horror. And tonight's no exception. No exception at all, because we have already watched every season of Tales from the Dark Side. Wow. We are in season two of Monsters, and we even took a little break to watch Creepshow 2019. Tonight's episode is called One Wolf's Family, and it is customary around these parts to guess what this episode is about Based on title alone, we call it the Dark Side Guess, and who would like to go first? Matt. I'll, I'll go first. One Wolf's Family. The day Timothy O'Connell met the Woodland Fae was the happiest day of his young life. In exchange for keeping a secret, Timmy would get his long-held wish to become a wolf boy. But when Timmy stays out too late one night and is spotted by the townsfolk, his family takes up arms to go hunt down the beast that ate their son. <gasps> That's great! <clears throat> Way would have rather watched that. (laughs) Uh, One wolf's family. They say one man's trash is another man's treasure. But one wolf's family is another wolf's tragedy as a racist wolf pack battles another. Whoa. Surprisingly Mm -hmm. on the nose. Um, One wolf's family. The wolf family isn't ready to face the fact that they're wolves. Maybe a visit to the fox family will prove therapeutic. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with those sweet Sweet deets. Sweet deets. Guys, we watched One Wolf's Family. This is Season 2, Episode 17 of Monsters, aired February 11th, 1990. Here is... Wow, February 11th, 1990? Yeah. Is that today? It's close. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. I don't know what day today is, and I never will know. Don't don't know, don't want to know. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. Anya, a girl who comes from a family of wolves, plans to marry Stanley, but her father objects because Stanley is a were-hyena. Save it for the episode. Save it for the episode. (laughs) Uh, This episode was directed by Alex Zam. Alex Zam uh, directed 10 episodes of Woody Woodpecker, uh, the most recent Woody Woodpecker. Apparently, they brought it back. Woody Woodpecker for a modern age. Oh, that's what everybody loves, a bully. He pecks through (laughs) racism. 
Uh, he also directed movies like A Christmas Prince and Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. Also, like a lot of weird sequels. So Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts, Inspector Gadget 2, and, oh, guys... Chairman of the board, starring Carrot Top. Oh, he was oh the director. God. He was the director. So if you watch this episode and was like, boy, what could this guy, what what special touch could this guy bring to a film? The answer is chairman of the board. Carrot Top. Uh, is that board B-O-R-E-D? It is now. <laughs> the best yeah. Norm oh, McDonald oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> Uh, episode was written by Paul Dini, who we've discussed multiple times on this program. How could Paul Dini write this? Paul I Dini, you've let us down. No, he created Harley Quinn. I man. know. Uh, and Mira. So this whole episode featured uh, basically the the Stiller family, uh, minus Ben Stiller, who was probably doing something good by now. <laughs> and Mira uh, played Greta, the mother. Uh, she's married to Jerry Stiller, uh, a uh, an actress of some note. Uh, she was a member of the Compass Players, along with Jerry Stiller. Uh, Compass Players uh, was formed and later turned into the uh, Second the City. City. Uh, she and Jerry had a comedy duo, Mira and Stiller. Uh, they appeared on Ed Sullivan 36 times. We tried finding some clips, and comedy was different then. Very different. <laughs> Very different. A lot slower. A lot, a lot slower, slower and a, a lot, lot more race-based. A hundred percent race based. Yeah. Um, Jerry Stiller, uh, famously uh, from Seinfeld. He was also in Hairspray. Festivus for the rest. Festivus of us. for the rest of us. Amy Stiller played uh, played Anya. That is uh, Ben Stiller's daughter, their child. Tropic. She was in Tropic. Jerry Thunder. Stiller's daughter. Yes, Jerry Stiller's daughter. Sorry, Ben Stiller's sister, sister, and Mira's daughter. Yes. There we go. And that's how a family. And that's works. how a family is born. <laughs> uh, she's had small parts in a lot of Ben Stiller projects, which is lovely. Uh, she was in Cable Guy, uh, appeared on the an episode of the Ben Stiller Show, and then uh, Robert uh, Closey, I think, uh, TV actor uh, known for the show Oz. Also played a police sergeant in the Avengers. And then Karen Shallow played Mrs. Peabody. She was the wife in Word Processor of the Gods in that episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I thought she looked familiar, and I realized that's what that was. She was also the uh, radio, ca- radio caller on the episode Devil's Advocate. Which, oh, no way. Which was yeah. also which Jerry, Stiller. Jerry Stiller as sort of a werewolf. We never really yeah, he, knew. Yeah, he, he was like a coming. devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, she, this is also, like a real full circle episode. Yeah, she was also on 11 episodes of Law and Order as a judge. And she mm. was in the original Spoon River Anthology, which has been made fun of a lot in Second City uh, as the form Goon River, which no one else would know about. <laughs> really? So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So some more details. So this was the February 11th. The TV book cover this week was Tribute to Legend. Eddie Murphy hosts Salute to Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, Betty Lou Peterson's celebrity question. I enjoy reruns of St. Elsewhere. Tell me about Denzel Washington. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The end. Wow. Yeah. Tell me about Denzel Washington. He's married to singer Pauletta Pearson and they have a son. And he played st- he played Stephen Bilko in Cry Freedom, 
Thank you. Uh, Cinemax was showing Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, no way. This night, Showtime was showing They Live. What a great <gasps> night for horror, oh, guys. Wow. Yeah. Uh, or at 8 p.m., you could have been watching the Lawrence Welk Silver Anniversary Spectacular. Oh, that must have been so exciting. So spectacular. Uh, SNL had the host slash guest, musical guest, Quincy Jones, while Arsenio had the Eurythmics, <clears throat> the Eurythmics and Magic Johnson. Oh, wow. Yeah. I realized I had to look it up because I was like, why were they doing a tribute to Sammy Davis? When did Sammy Davis Jr. pass away? He actually passed away in May of 1990. Oh. Oh, wow. So this was like right, right before. before. Oh, okay. But I think they knew that he was sick for a while. Yeah. How old was he? Recall. He was um, he was born in 1925 and he died in 1990. Okay. So. Yeah. Whatever number that is. 75. Right? Sure. Wait. Nope. Nope. Not, nope. No. 65. 65? Yeah. Oh, God. He lived life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it, makes you, it makes you think. <laughs> really makes you think. <sighs> Honey, it's family hour. Must be something. Hey, Christy Critter, my favorite. Oh, great, Monster. It's our favorite show. You pick up everybody. Come here. The monsters. Let's watch. You know what you're mad about? (laughs) Everything becomes terrible, (laughs) terrible in Italian. The door from the monster swings open. And oh, no, are we in for it? Yeah, we are four seconds in. Oh, not even four. We heard the first couple notes. Of that sweet, sweet synthesizer, and Matt just stopped it and looked at us and said, "We are We're so in for fucked." It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew instantly with this episode. I mean, One Wolf's family, bad enough, but could pull out a W. I don't know. Wacky well, incidental music, a lawn jockey. I see a long jockey, and I hear up tempo synth jazz, and I'm like, "We're in trouble." We're in trouble. So this song that's playing is a real wackadoo special. It is terrible. And I asked you all what you thought it kind of yeah. sounded like. I thought it was it was a um, pitch shifted when the saints come marching in uh, in public do- a public domain version of a public domain song. <laughs> I thought it was the Casio keyboard preset for Bewitched. Oh, nice. Because I also kind of I think it fell into that realm. I thought it was the royalty-free version of the Adams Family meets the Dick Van Dyke theme. Okay. Oh. It does have that yeah. Dick Van Dyke. It has the Dick Van Dyke, but then it had, like, the breaks for snaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so it's not good. No, it's it's not good. Here's – this is not one of the worst we, – we've seen a lot of these played for laughs episodes. Right. And this is uh, – one of the more forgivable ones because of the performances. They all knew it was bad. They gave it as much as it needed to. I wasn't mad at any of the actors. I think there's a certain CEO that would be proud of how they leaned in. Yes. <laughs> because, boy, oh, boy, Jerry Stiller is not shy about eating the no. scenery. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He, he is, he comes in like a tour de force. Yeah. And it's like, 
oh, I'm going to win that daytime. <laughs> well, so just just putting this out there, uh, has Jerry Stiller ever been known for his subtlety, restraint in acting? I don't think I've ever seen him play anything that's not the same as the dad in Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's kind that. of yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of why he would get hired is is is, is like well, he's going to be Jerry Stiller, so let's let's get Jerry Stiller yeah. here. He Jerry Stiller and his wife are having a conversation. Jerry Stiller gets home and they are they have an accent. Now, they are from. It's hard to place <laughs> Europe. They are from Eastern Europe? Question mark. Yeah. But uh, but for some reason they had exposure to what was it jackals or hyena hyenas we we find out later that like they they had like experience right. with hyenas and it's because like, my first you have exact my first thought was like Romania no no they're those are African dogs man <laughs> oh I know yeah. but I'm I like, didn't know I I guess I didn't but know their that. accents certainly aren't African oh no. Are hyenas exclusive to uh, to Africa? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I okay. mean unless unless you're in a zoo. Really? Yeah. All right. But coyotes. You know what, guys? I saw a coyote on my way home from the grocery store on S- Sunday. Stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a living in a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> it killed a family of hamsters. <laughs> This is mine now. <laughs> you idiots, B-boy dancing. <laughs> I'm a murderer. Now, you're next. <laughs> you're next. Uh, we find out that their daughter Anya is getting married to a guy named Stanley. Well, Who she's the father bringing, has she's never bringing met. him. Yeah, she's bringing him home because they are getting married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, this is a pretty classic setup. It is. This is the oldest sitcom setup known to man. We're meeting the boyfriend slash girlfriend. And something is weird with our family and comedy. It's just going to be ensuing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, so this is a comedy sketch. This is, uh, so this is some some mapping on top of it, a little layering. Uh, so you've got the your premise, but you're adding a wacky angle. And the wacky angle to this meet the boyfriend, fiance, whatever, is they're werewolves. But he's a were hyena. So this made me want to turn off the episode immediately. Oh, you know that <laughs> common thing, were hyenas? That that idea is so odd. Meaning why wasn't it a Dracula or a mummy? That was the first thing I wrote down is why wasn't it a Dracula? Now, let me preface it by saying, if there is lore for were hyenas, it has missed me entirely. Right. Oh, well, I mean, there, so not hyenas, but there, there is stuff for people turning into like cat mans, like cat people, for instance. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the, the original from the, I think it was the 40s or the remake in the 80s, but... I mean, there's. I mean, I've seen precedent. Sleepwalkers. That's. I mean, I could play Santo thing, and Johnny's. Yeah, yeah. Sleepwalker right now. Uh, but no, I mean, there there is stuff for that. Uh, I mean, just putting where and then animal after it. I've. Okay, I've seen according plenty of to stuff. Cryptids, Cryptid Wiki, 
Artist rendering where hyena is a mythological creature from East Africa and Near East, unlike the werewolf that portray- portrayed as being originally human. This page is not loading. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Research <laughs> over. <laughs> There's some fun pictures. <laughs> that so that being said, it's not in popular culture the way a werewolf is. There we go. So yeah. and and this the internet to... wasn't around. And this also seems to be a show that is kind of trying to aim right down the middle of horror fans. Yeah. Right. Where it's like people who like horror, but also people who enjoy Saturday Night's main event. Like, not trying to And if this trends. is going to be such a winky episode anyway, and you're going to take this, this tired sitcom trope and just make it, instead of it's, you know... Hatfields and McCoys or whoever coming to, you know, guess who's coming to dinner. It's werewolves versus Where? some Hines. other some other monster. Right. Dracula's would have been my first choice. Yeah. But I mean, a Dracula's dead. She doesn't have much future with a dead guy, but at least the werehyena is alive. But it's I another could... mythical creature. I mean, you could argue that a werewolf isn't. So then so then the dad could that's what the dad would say. That a vampire is dead. You have no future with him. That's a great story. That's an episode would, that I want to watch. Be better. Matt. That would be better. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've got we conflict. Fi- well, there we go. Writer's room. We yeah. fixed it. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing that we have to make sure that we cover is that this episode is a little microcosm of today. <laughs> I never Especially thought that- the neighbor. Oh, man. I mean, if this isn't like America. Just looking itself in a mirror. How so? Well, let me just tell you something. This is a story about immigrants in America. No, no this is about were hyenas not wanting to be, <laughs> werewolves uh, not layer along with one gen. That's surface layer. Deep down, this is a tale of the American dream, fulfilled and denied and fulfilled again. One of them is a family of werewolves. I gotta they- stop the show right now. Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. I just pulled a lump of cheese out of one of my folds. Oh, I gotta stop right now. If you were looking... My eyes are watering. If you were looking for an onion substitute... And I pray that you were. Yeah, and I pray that you are, because everybody knows that the U.S. government has been putting phosphorus and onions for years. I have an onion substitute, uh, 100% man protein. <laughs> I call it Munion. It's a manly onion. And yeah. there's nothing Funyun about it. There's no Funyuns in it. I guarantee you that. And you will have this. And you, you'll be a man! See you later, Alex Jones. <laughs> so, uh, they really lay this on heavy. Did we meet the neighbor? In, no, that's uh, the not, next act. Not quite yet. Okay. So, Stanley's not one of us. We're we're werewolves. He's a hyena. My paw is down. Right. Again. Cool. Like, they are not hiding that they're werewolves in this episode no which also slightly drove me crazy because it's just like oh so it's not about them i was expecting him to either be a normal human and then he finds out at the dinner table that they're high uh, they're, they're hyenas hyenas uh that they're werewolves but that didn't happen 
I was expecting a Dracula. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Where hyena? Oh, okay. So let's just dig deep into the racism between <laughs> werewolves and hyenas. The the mom is the one that is sticking up for Stanley the whole time. Um, As they go into the refrigerator of spare human parts, this the, is the funny. refrigerator of horrors. I yes. like this. I like that it was just sort of a throwaway in the beginning. That he just opens the fridge to get a beer, and there are just hunks of people in there. And that heads. was great. And heads. Yes. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's a lot of heads. Yeah. I mean, I guess they save them. Yeah, you make a good stew. Oh, good. Or you just sweet you, heads. You too. chew on them when you know. I mean. They sit down and she's like, honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. I have a refrigerator full of heads. Blah. I wish he would marry a nice Dracula. <laughs> ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller. <laughs> to his friends. <laughs> He'll always be Ben Stiller's father to me. <laughs> Gets so upset that he starts to transform. And, and he's like, no, daughter of mine. And by the way, the <laughs> the, the ADR the, is the teeth is, acting in this episode oh, so good. through the roof. And he's like, no, daughter of mine is going to marry a warrior hyena. <laughs> and then <laughs> his wife He goes, turns into Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> this is on patrol. <laughs> Oh, I'm saying is that the art art blew a fart and the whole thing <laughs> fell apart. I'm gonna stop the episode right now. Uh, slow this Wait a minute, down. Alex Wait, Jones, Alex are you Jones? Bobcat Goldway? <laughs> it's me, Bobcat Goldway. <laughs> this is this is my best. This is my best goof on America. I've been goofing America for years. Wow. Wow, expose. How am I going to edit this? You're, You're just not. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> You're correct. Um, his wife kind of hisses back, and that's the act break. Well, no, he says, no, no, I it's said ju- no. I said no, and that's the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side. Sorry. After, <laughs> sorry. After four years, <laughs> we're sorry. After this. Who's that I see walking in these woods? White's little red riding hood. Hey there, little red riding hood. Something strange is happening at the Shaver household, and Jennifer's mom isn't handling it too well. <laughs> What's going on here, Mom? That's not a costume, is it? I call it. Wolverine chic. You look like Grizzly Adams. Hi, honey, I'm home. Honey, not tonight. I have a headache. If this is some kind of identity crisis... Look at now. A singing werewolf. It's got the whole town's attention. thought Halloween was last night. You come barging in here, interrupt what might have been the most important phone call in my life, and tell me that your mom's a werewolf? I mean, my mother's a real honest-to-goodness werewolf. Big deal. My mother's a cow. What's a daughter to do? I see the sign of the pentagram on your face. I think that's just a zit. Snack on this while I go freshen up. Do you realize what this is going to do to your social life? Here. That's Dennis. He's a friend. And I need a werewolf. 
I suppose we're gonna live in a warehouse. How do you stop a werewolf? Kill her. She's my mom. I don't want to kill her. What do you want to do? Paper trainer? Susan Blakely. John Saxon. Katrina Casperty. John Shunk. I can't believe it. Diana Barrows. Wow. Ruth Buzzy. Marsha Wallace. And Marilyn McCoo. In a howling new comedy. What happened? You something you don't see every day. Every daughter's mother goes through a change of life. But no mother's daughter ever tried to stop that change with a silver bullet and an electric razor. This could get kind of hairy. My mom's a werewolf. Don't shoot! She's my mom! That's my wife. That animal is your wife? Well, you have to get to know her. Actually, that two-minute trailer has more jokes. Yes, than this episode. Your mother's a werewolf. My mother's a cow. <laughs> oh, I suppose we're going to live in a warehouse. Uh, is uh, is Susan Blakely related to Ronnie Blakely? I or Blake Lively? Or Blakely, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Oh. But all I do know is that... um. That Freddy Krueger? He's the nut. <laughs> and we're back. Act two begins with a section that I like to call old ways versus new ways. Uh, Matt, what's something? Uh, what's some old way that you would do something? You know, I uh, I used to when I was a kid use my hands to eat everything. Well, now we got forks and knives, motherfucker. Um, also, I was horribly racist. <laughs> well, that's going to be a problem later. <laughs> but it's okay. You look. You're a, you're a werewolf. This this section is again like if you don't get it. There's the story. Werewolves just don't get along with were hyenas. I don't know what. I guess. What do you mean? But I think there's a story beneath this story. That's really making America look itself in the mirror. God, it just makes me wish for a time when America was something before. Like? When it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was made me think. Like, obviously in 1990, America was not great. So when when was it great? It was great for some people. Werewolves seem to be doing great. Werewolves are doing great. Yeah, yeah they. See, I mean, look how many fucking heads they had in that fridge. A uh, head I, in every I, pot. That's the classic <laughs> Herbert Hoover line. Every werewolf will have a head in every pot. And a driveway in front of every house. <laughs> when Herbert Hoover said, a driveway in every subdivision, he meant it. On this day, I, Herbert Hoover. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's from Boston? <laughs> I actually have no idea where Hoover, Hoover was from. So he could have been. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's me, Herbert it's Hoover. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you might know me from speeches like Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> but really, this whole... This episode is not subtle. No. <laughs> no. It really is like... There's nothing to this is a bad this is a bad improv sketch. It's uh, yeah. 
family doesn't like family doesn't like different race, gender, nationality, whatever. Race, gender, nationality does something to prove themselves. The end. Well, that's the episode. Everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's wait a minute. Knock, knock, knock at the door. My God, is that Ms. Judy Tenuta's sister? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, is that everyone from the girls just want to have fun video? <laughs> Why won't they let her have fun? This next door neighbor comes to the door and they are having, like, Ben Stiller and his wife. Ben Jerry Stiller's, Jerry. <laughs> ben Stiller's <laughs> father. <and> his <laughs> wife. The- are having a fight. <laughs> the father of the man from Reality Bites, <laughs> and Ethan his, Hawk. and also his mother from Reality Bites, are having an argument. Still, still, same argument from the first act. Knocking, knock, knock, knock on the door. Can I come in and borrow a cup of something or whatever? No, she was going coming to borrow cheese. Can I borrow a cheese? Can I borrow a cup of cheese? Can I borrow a feeling? Can I borrow a cup of cheese? Hurting hearts and feeling. Now, let me just tell you, things have changed in America, and maybe you don't go to your next door neighbor like you would used to. I don't talk to them for anything. I no one talks I, anymore, yeah, and it's I, fucking great. I wouldn't go to my neighbors for anything because they would give me poison. So, yeah. Can I have a cup of cheese? Why are you pouring rat poison into yeah. it? Like, I can see that that's not sugar. And, it, it like, there's a dead rat on the box. And it's got two X's for eyes. No, that means the rat will die of sugar comas. <laughs> Too much sugar for a rat is a bad thing. Well, your logic checks out. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> He was diabetic. Did you know that was happening? <laughs> if so, write it on a postcard. Send, Send it, it to, to Gather Media. 261 East Nine Mile, Ferndale, <laughs> Michigan, for a 220. Caw. Caw. Tell him the Raven sent you. <laughs> Nevermore. And therefore, squawk, squawk. Squawk, squawk, woof, woof. Brought to you by Animal Sounds. <laughs> Animal sounds. There's an animal in every box. Of what? Don't ask. <laughs> Don't open that box. There's an animal sound inside. <laughs> it's a thrill and a chill when your child opens a box that he's not supposed to. Because it gooses them and then goes honk. Animal sounds. Hee-haw. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> oh, you- what's oh. that, Mr. Donkey? Uh-oh. It looks like somebody better put you back in the box. Oh, no. Wait a minute, you speak English? Of course. I live in the box. Oh, Jeff Dunham, when did you get here? Oh, it's just me, Jeff Dunham. <laughs> you might be a puppet if. <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> I'm a felt puppet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our dearest listeners, you might think like, oh man, these guys just must blaze the herb before they <laughs> hit record. 
We are all sober as church mice. We did destroy about a half a box of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. That's Not how, the strain of weed. Yeah, yeah, that's how crazy we are. I smashed some Samoas. Like I couldn't finish the sleeve of Thin Mints. But I tried. <laughs> um ugh. Let's finish this. I we're, we're I tuned out of the episode at this point because I was like, oh, I can tell you exactly how this ends and what's oh, going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. As soon as Peabody enters the house um, and she starts looking around, she sees all the meat cookbooks and like anatomy books. Which again were funny. So it was, it, you know. It was, it was I fine. did love. Yeah. So the neighbor, meat, meat, the meat. nosy neighbor, neighbor comes in. And she's looking around, and it's very obvious that something is wrong in the house mm-hmm. because there's anatomy books, and then there's three books on the counter that one of them is just called Meat. The one other one is called, called More meat, meat. Meat. More Meat is the second book. And the third and Meat is Meat, Meat, Meat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all pictures of cows. Meet you at the Meat Meat. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite Judy Garland movie. Meet me at the Meat Meat. Wow! <laughs> oh wow, me <laughs> surfs up. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that rack of lamb. <laughs> Place the curl. <laughs> Pork rind. What are you doing here? Oh man, I, I never missed a fifty-year store. <laughs> Voiced by Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Now who's chairman of the board? Not me. More like chairman of the charcuterie board. (laughs) Wait a minute. Isn't that world-renowned chef? I'm just trying to find one in my brain that isn't a sex offender. (laughs) Hey, it's me, Guy Fieri, and you're wrong. Let's blaze this tube to Flavortown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool, man. Where do you come from? Guy Fieri takes me out on his boat. Oh, yeah. We have to stay 500 feet away from schools. Restraining order. Incident at camp. That is the plot of Chairman of the Board, right? I've actually never seen the Carrot Top movie. Right. Oh. No, Guy Fieri shows up yeah. on a surfboard. Blazing <laughs> the tube to play. Oh, i got to slow it down Both right now. Oh, it's me. I'm back. i got to slow this episode down. Getting too out of hand. If you were looking for a multivitamin, that'll make you throw more ropes than Spider-Man. Then I've got a nut milk vitamin that will give you the vitality of 17 men. Don't get Flavortown in my eye! Watch ya! I put that on a flip-flop! <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Now your previous knock. Yes. Wildcat. Right. Not a success. Well, Wildcat was written in a kind of obsolete vernacular.
I'm gonna go. I'm taking this off and I'm going. Stepping out. What the kind of way to act is that? Open the door. She's on drugs. <laughs> well, everybody knows that Custer died at Little Bighorn. What this book presupposes is maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were on a Tenenbaums kick today. So good. It's. <laughs> The it's, new Taylor, the new trailer dropped for uh, Wes Anderson's next movie, mm-hmm. and I boy, do. does it look like a New Yorker magazine come to oh, life! Oh, it's great! <laughs> it looks fantastic. Yeah, but um, there's there is something about Tannenbaum's that <laughs> my dad uh, is <laughs> my dad's a little royal. Um, that's for sure. A lot, a lot royal. A lot royal, and. I feel like that movie has the most for viewers upon rewatch. Yes. Compared, to, I would say Rushmore. Yeah, I was going to say Rushmore for me has uh, has a little bit more than Tannenbaum's, but I love Tannenbaum's too. So. Yeah. I feel like Tannenbaum's is a denser film than Rushmore. Oh, it definitely it is. is. It's longer, yeah. Uh, and Rushmore is a little lighter, even though there's Rushmore was the first, like just the detail of Rushmore. You know, now we all know Wes Anderson. He's so associated with... You know, just the look and all of the little, you know, bits and gags and, and aesthetics and what you're going to get in a movie. That tree right great. there would flatten me like a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Best play ever, man. Uh-huh. Best play ever, man. There's less characters in Rushmore than Tannenbaum's, and I think that cleans it up a lot because there's a lot of people to care about in Tannenbaum's. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, Chris Peterson, friend of the show, was talking about Tannenbaum's and that line, talking, bringing a full cir- circle. Uh, Jerry Stiller's son is in that movie, <laughs> and he goes to his dad. It's been a rough year, and the way Ben Stiller delivers that line, a little break on it, is amazing. Yeah. Like it is, it's almost like a once in a lifetime read. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times they did it, but it's just got the right amount of, I'm doing the best I fucking can, and it's been really hard. Yeah. And I know that I haven't been the best I can be for them, which has very much impacted my relationship with you. Yeah. It's it's a really nice moment in a, in a film that's kind of hard to watch at times. It There's is. A, there's a there's a lot of like if you haven't had the best family relationship, I think there's something for everybody to glom mm-hmm. into. You know? There's something for everybody in that film. <laughs> What's your favorite Wes Anderson? I'm not asking just because I don't want to talk about this episode anymore. <laughs> My for me it is Rushmore. Okay. I haven't seen it in a while. I loved Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. It just struck a chord with me. It's probably my favorite, and I know it's not his best. Yeah, but it's a great movie. Yeah, um, mine is mine is probably Tenenbaums, uh, but Rushmore is a close second. But you know what? It's it's not. It's it's Fantastic Mr. Fox, and it's one oh. that I slept on for so long because it was animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, eh, whatever. It's such a delightful little movie. It is movie. such a delightful movie, and the weird stuff is so weird, and the relationships are so perfect. It is such a perfect, 
fucking movie of his, and it's the perfect medium for him. It's it's great. Yeah, that makes me very happy. But all no. those three. I loved Island for Dogs too. Yep. I thought that was great. I love dogs. Is it I love dog? Isle, yeah, Isle. Isle of Dogs. Yeah, yeah because Isle. it sounds like I love dogs. Yes. Oh. I didn't know I didn't realize that. And I only saw Moonrise Kingdom once mm-hmm. on, I a, liked it. on a plane. I thought that it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. And then I, I liked Moonrise Kingdom. I I was just so so on uh Darjeeling. I, I felt I, that was his most heavy handed movie. Mm-hmm. Like they literally lose their baggage at the end. Yeah. It's like oh, right. somebody was it Peterson? Uh was he just talking about uh Grand Budapest being like the best one or like their their favorite? Somebody's it was one of our friends, uh Grand Budapest was uh, was their favorite. And I need to revisit that. I won't lie. Um when I watched it, I I was on my phone for a bit. Mm. Like I I got kinda bored after a while. It's very pretty. It is. It is very pretty, um, but this, there were parts where it was like, okay, mm-hmm. are we are we going somewhere or <laughs> right? You know what that movie needed? A werewolf on a surfboard. <laughs> uh, and we're back. Sorry about the giggle, the giggle fest breakdown there. I'm not. Um, I know that we st- stole you away from the plot. Let's try to catch you up. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so the the neighbor's there. She's for cheese. She sees all the cookbooks. Uh, she is shoot out. Yeah, um, she she does say uh, when she finds out that the the um, almost son in law is coming over. Uh, she finds out a few things uh, and says, "Oh, maybe I'll bring dinner over later." And I just wrote, "Bitch, you are." <laughs> She'll bring dessert over, and I just said, "Bitch, you are dessert," because. It's, it's it's so telegraphed yeah, that it is mm-hmm. is going to happen. Then there is the dinner scene prior to the act break where you're introduced to um, Stanley. Stanley. And boy, is this guy a rube. He is a quote-unquote laughing hyena. He's got buck teeth. He's giggling like a fool. Well, and he, uh, they had him eating in fast motion, which is, I, th- I think, why they had to play some of Jerry Stiller's scenes in slow motion to yeah. balance it out. But basically, Jerry Stiller's like, you're never going to be able to provide for my daughter. We're yeah, the- she's used to eating, you know, whatever, not garbage. We're the hunters. We're the killers. You're weak. We're strong. Blah, blah. Dad chases him out. Again, America, hold up the mirror. Look at yourself. How so? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Dad chases him out. Get out of my house. And then um, there's a lot of like... Of the hand wringing and ah, oh, I angst. was gonna have his cubs. Right, real gross lines. Uh, and I think this is where the dad starts to turn uh, into Wolfman. Yeah, he's wolfing out yeah. at this point, and he is now so proud of himself for getting Stanley out of the house. I got rid of that weak boyfriend of yours. Wolves are strong. We've always been strong. Make wolves great again. So many campaign <laughs> promises. So many. <laughs> And then um, it goes outside, and we have uh, Mrs. Peabody, Peabody there, and she is snoop doop ooping. Well, because she keeps hearing uh, oh. the dog howling, yeah. And so uh, a dog has apparently been sniffing around her flowers. Yes, it or is a it is an established thing that Jerry Stiller 
is going out murdering people and trampling through her rose bushes and such. Which is which is funny enough. Like, and I thought the actress playing Mrs. Peabody, I thought she was funny for that role. Like, she did a good. They all did a good job with with what they had. But she's, you know, taking pictures. She sees uh, Jerry Stiller is the werewolf and takes pictures of him eating someone at the table. She assumes Just eating it's a the, hand. He, the I know he was eating yeah. a foot. He was eating a foot. She thinks that it's the um, the boyfriend. Uh, she goes, she calls the police. Who have heard it all from her before. Yes. Right. Uh, UFOs, Elvis. Uh, but she's, no, she's for real serious this time. Send a squad car over. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, they've really, like, not only is she a nosy neighbor, she's a xenophobe. Mm-hmm. She's a Yeah, oh, she's real... she's been leaning in. Uh, she, bas- she says the line, wolf people and foreign. Ugh. Yeah. Like, well, and then she said something about how we have to keep this neighborhood safe for real americans or something yep and there's a that's coded language baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> i ain't super woke but i'm awake enough to know like that's th- th- i don't even think that is coded language i think that's just straight up <clears throat> racism well yeah. like like white supremacist recruiting material right there but and, yeah and then um it goes back into the house and we get to hear this conversation between um uh, ben Stiller's father and his wife. And ben Stiller's wife? Ben Stiller's mother. Oh, Ben Stiller's father's wife. Yes. Yes. Got it. Because um, that's Christine Taylor. So Christine Taylor's mother-in-law? Yes. Right. right. Yes. Yes. Right. So Ben Stiller's sister is not in this scene. Okay. No. But um, I just wrote down message, which is, hey... When we were when we were back in the old country, and we would be at a kill, there'd be five of them, uh, five of those scavengers ready to fight each other for our scraps. We had it hard, but they had a miserable life. Jerry Stiller, who Ben Stiller's father, okay. all right, all right. is like, you know what? You're right. Then the uh, bug for Bloomberg 2020 appeared at the bottom of the screen. Nice, Matt. Thank you. Topical. Topical. And then the postman came in and yelled message. Um, Because that was the change of heart we've all been looking for. They call um, Ben Stiller's sister and Jerry Stiller's daughter into the room. Who's Jerry Stiller? Oh, he, he... Funny story. He is... The husband of Ben Stiller's mother. Okay. All right. Okay. He's married to Christine Taylor's <laughs> mother-in-law. mother-in-law. I got it now. All right. Thanks. So she comes in the room and Ben Stiller's father goes and he has his wife there as well. <laughs> Christine Taylor? No. Christine Taylor's mother-in-law is oh. with Ben Stiller's father. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. okay. <laughs> I love this so much more than you will ever know. <laughs> I'm delighted with how stupid this is. <laughs> he goes, he being Ben Stiller's <laughs> father. <laughs> you know what? You can marry well, Stanley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I approve of this one. Oh! Yes. Uh, and so we're outside, and we see Peabody um, snooping, 
and Stanley comes up behind and he's he's kind of talking to himself like I I am good enough for your daughter and uh, and she thinks that he is a cop and she says oh you didn't take long uh, it's family of werewolves I hope you have silver bullets go call go call the she said the squad team instead of SWAT team. <laughs> yep. Um, and have them have them bring all the silver bullets and blah 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 blah. Uh, we'll wipe this whole family out. And uh, then you know you see the little light bulb go up over Stanley's head, uh, and he says, "I do have a plan." And then knock 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 on the door. Um, it was nice. I thought that Stanley took the time to go and get a perfectly clean Cake present box. box. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And brings it in, and uh, now he is full on uh, wear hyena, uh, and he his says, ears are enormous, yeah. enormous, uh, and which he's, is fine. Yeah, which makes which makes which is a diverse melting pot, and it's fine. Yeah, uh, so he not my hyena. <laughs> so he comes in and he says, "I am good enough for your daughter, and I, I brought this to prove it, or whatever." And they open and, uh, it up. Ben Stiller's father goes. That's a great start. Yes. You know, you're proven that you're able to uh, uh, support, provide. provide for Ben Stiller's sister. <laughs> so they open the box and we see Miss <laughs> Peabody's head in there with an apple in her mouth. Yep. Face is a little gourd. Yeah. A little. And they're uh, delighted because it's dessert. And then they look at it like this bitch. Uh, and yeah. they're all uh, 80 yard to the high hell because they all have, have mouth- those huge mouth prosthetics. <laughs> I'm Ben Stiller's father. My daughter in law You know, the common stuff that werewolves we'll say. Uh, and so I, I think, geez, maybe he, he calls him dad or something, and then he says, don't push it. And that is the episode. And then, so here's the question. Let's go to the writer's room. Make him a Dracula. Yeah. I really, so there's a couple of things going on here. There's a self-awareness that the werewolf family has. And that the episode has. And mm. that the episode has that makes me go... Why did the Adams family work? Did the Adams family work? I don't know. But like well the Adams family worked I I, I thought at least part because there was always a straight man. Yes, mm-hmm. and it was always the fish they weren't the fish out of water. No, it was always the person coming right. to the house that was yeah, that was the straight man that was whoa. right. And that is what this episode in my opinion missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if it would have been a Dracula in a werewolf house he would have been the Dracula would have been the fish out of water, right? Um, but even if it would have just been a regular person that she fell in love with, and at the end they convert him into a werewolf, there would have been a lot more there. I wonder if this episode originally was just like a regular guy, and then those network suits got in. They were like, <laughs> "No, we've heard that one a million times. Make, make it a, a werewolf, wear hyena." Yeah, my kid loves hyenas. Yeah. So, yeah. Lion King's going to come out in a couple of years. <laughs> but I, I just feel that the way that the episode is set up is not for success. You know, like, there's too many leaps that I have to take. Mm-hmm. Where if they would have gone with the Dracula route or just the regular human route, they could have played all of the 
even if he knew. It should have been even dumber. It should have been even because this episode was already silly. So fucking take it to it was silly at a six. Take it to a take it to a nine. Take it to a. But what like if he knew that she they fell in love and want to get married and he knows she's a werewolf Mm -hmm. and he's like wanting to meet her werewolf parents because he wants to meet marry them. He wants to marry them. The family. (laughs) Yeah. He wants to marry Ben Stiller's father. And, and Christine Taylor's mother-in-law. Yes. Okay, all yeah. right. Okay. And not well, wait, wait. What if it's like a birdcage situation? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we not watch this episode and just watch the birdcage? <laughs> <laughs> it still has the Hank Azaria cultural insensitivity, so we got. It's that a covered. stool. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you think I put so much in it? It still makes me laugh. Oh, an it's so egg! Funny. It's yeah. so Guatemalan. <laughs> Huevos. That movie kills me. I can still put that on and just laugh my ass off. Uh, Any other ideas? Uh, Wildcat. Wildcat. No? That that seems like a no. Yeah, this... uh, I understand where they were trying to go. Maybe it was... Maybe it worked better... 30 yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah. Or, and maybe like Paul Dini's original script was. I don't better. know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. On the hardy har har schedule of comedy gold, this is uh, barely a har. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get a scale, though, from you, Jen. Oh. Um, scale of 1 to 10. uh Meat cookbooks. Three? Uh, let's say four and a half. Uh, I'm a four. Yeah, I think I'm a four. Let me read. It's nope. not. You said three. You are on the record. For <laughs> I, I said three. <laughs> I was easily convinced. I'm a four again. All right. Because it, it's not. It's, it's not, not offensive. Horrible. It's not. Well, it is well, unless, unless well, you're a yeah. hyena. All right, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a four. Monsters, please get Come back on, on track. Yeah, I really, I really have high hopes for the rest of season two. <laughs> Why? Because I'm an idiot, and I've got to, <laughs> I got to lie to myself to get through this. Oh, guys, I, I got to slow this episode. <laughs> Um, there is an episode next season called, uh, I think, The Werewolf of Hollywood or something. I can't fucking wait for that one. Oh, Werewolf of Hollywood. Hollywood. That's the uh, that's the store with lingerie, right? <laughs> yes. yes. For, it's all wolf lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> Tart up your wolves with Werewolves of Hollywood. Oh, my mom used to get that catalog. <laughs> my Come mom was a werewolf. Cover every teat. <laughs> Get turn on your wolves with this whelp box. Mm, nothing. And make got a gentleman werewolf in your life. These Pinocchio pants will say, "I'm a real boy now." Pinocchio pants. And and. And this pair looks like lipsticks coming out for real. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, Matt, how can people get in contact with us? <laughs> oh, too much? No, I'm just tired now. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. TFTDS Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can email us. Tell us how much you hate us at T from the Dark Side <laughs> at gmail.com. But we are undaunted and we're marching forward because we said we would. <laughs> We're not a bunch of liars. Did I forget anything? Try to to enjoy enjoy the the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.